True to You Radio, Faith, Family, Flourish, Free. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore and learn what it means to live from your heart, not your head. And for those of you not quite familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering your authentic self. When you start listening to the world's definition of happiness and success, at some point you may realize that you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be something more to strive for or obtain. Heart dancing is a different way of looking at your world and looking at yourself. It's a way to return to your soul, the source of unconditional love. And the heart dancing mantra is, let love lead. And you'll understand more about that as you join me in the dance. Love knows the way, you just have to follow. Heart dancing. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore what it means to live authentically, create deliberately, and dance with life. Remember, the Heart Dancing mantra is to let love lead. When you let love lead, it leads you back to your heart and to your own authenticity. To learn more, please visit my website at katherineerickson.com. That's katherineerickson.com. And today I am so excited. We have a very special guest. He is an expert on leadership, both in your personal and in your professional life. Mark Fenner is the president and founder of Rise Performance Group, which was founded on the belief that people are the organization's most valuable assets. You may have other assets such as buildings or products, but it's only people that can grow and become more valuable as long as they are in an environment that is conducive for that growth and leadership. So we'll talk a lot more about that as well as other things that uh, will resonate with you, the heart dancers who are listening. Mark, welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Oh, Catherine, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to hear about your journey and, and what you offer to businesses and organizations because I think leadership is such an important facet today that people may not really know and understand what that means. Before we go into your background, can you give us just your own definition of what leadership looks like? Yeah, I think, you know, leadership, as I define it, is, is a verb. It's, it's about action. And, and, the, and the true measure of leadership is really about influence. In other words, are people willing to voluntarily follow? Are they willing to voluntarily get on board mission, you know, our purpose, help us accomplish the vision for the organization or the project that we're involved in. It's, it's, not, about, it's not about title. I mean, sometimes a leader has a title and, and sometimes a leader doesn't ha have a title. But, but a title, in today's world, you know, a title is just not 
worth much. I mean, it's a starting point. I mean, if you get promoted, congratulations, that's great. You've got the leadership title. But good leaders recognize that they have to earn the respect of those that they want to influence. And unless they earn that respect to get on board, then they're never going to really get anything more than the minimum it takes to keep the job or stay on the team. And high-performing organizations want people that are enthusiastically engaged in the mission. And that takes that takes having that influence, that takes earning that, that respect from those uh, that are a part of the organization. And so the next obvious follow-up question is, how do you earn that respect? And I'm not sure we have enough time on this podcast to go <laughs> into that. So um, if you could give us just a quick snapshot. I know you teach on this and you hold workshops and you go inside companies and really get embedded in their culture and in their leadership uh, process. But just for our listeners on this show, what advice would you give on how to earn that respect? Well, I, I think um, it's, a, it's a great question. In, in, you know, leadership is, uh, you know, there's a lot of different flavors of leadership. So I, so I tell my clients that the first thing you need to do is you need to have awareness of what's working for you. You know, we've all been gifted with, with different talents and, and different skills. And, and we need to, we need to learn to, to develop that awareness of are people getting on board? Are they willingly following? Are they willingly defending us and promoting us, if you will, uh, amongst the, uh, amongst the organization or is our organization working against us? So, so the, the first step is really having that awareness. But if, but if I was going to coach somebody on, on where to start, Catherine, I think it begins with standing for something. It's having mm. values. It's, um, it, it's, it's standing, you know, it's not going with the crowd, but it's standing for something different, a higher standard, higher values, higher moral purpose, a, a, higher, a, a higher mission, if you will. And, and I believe that when you have values, when you stand for something different, you give people hope. Because they're like, wow, this, this, this person is different from what I see every day. And then when you live those values, when you deliver on those values, then you build that trust. And it's that trust that's really the foundation of leadership and, and really gives you the ability to start doing uh, really some fun things with your team. Mm, I love that. So awareness stand for something and build trust. And I know that's such a short synopsis of so much valuable and deep material, but that's really good, Mark. I really like that. <laughs> well, and, I've seen it. I, I've, I've just seen it. Uh, I've seen it work um, over and over again. I've seen it work for me personally. I've seen it work for so many clients and in so many organizations that, that I've worked with. But but I think the thing that I don't want to get to get lost in the, in the values discussions, a lot of companies, a lot of organizations, they, they, they have values. It's written on the, on the wall. They, let me say it this way. They've written down values. The, the key thing is to authentically live those values. So I tell my clients, it may take you a year, maybe longer, to really determine what 
are those values that you really believe in that you can really live out day in and day out? And we're in such a such a uh, a cynical world anymore. It's people can you know they they want to see you they want to see you communicate authentically. They I use this term that they want to see that you own your your message and they see that when you live that message and they see it as you live it out in good times and you live it out in bad times and you live it out when we're winning you live it out when we're losing you, you live it out when uh when when everything's going great and you live it out when we're in our deepest challenges that's when you really develop that unity and that uh, loyalty in your team that can really help you go accomplish something special as a leader well, and that ties back into your original definition of leadership, which is you started to say action. Mm -hmm. And I've got a quote on my desk from Emerson, the poet. Yeah. says, what you do speaks so loudly that I can't hear what you say. <laughs> love and that quote. I know. And I that, just, that just sums up what you just said. So I have to ask you a personal question. Okay. Did you go through this process yourself in order to live your own value as you started Rise Performance Group? Yeah, you know, I, I, I really did. I, I worked, um, my background is sales and, and sales leadership. And, and I had the, the privilege um, working for a guy real early in my career. And, and he taught me this technology things are always going wrong. It, it's really, it's a very challenging industry. And, uh, and so it, 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 they just, projects just never go as smooth as, as you would hope to. And, and as a young sales rep of, you know, you're a little insecure and a little nervous and you want things to go perfectly. You know, you, you don't want there to be mistakes. And, and you tend to think that mistakes are uh, a sign of weakness, if you will. And, this, uh, this, this guy I worked for, he developed this talk track. I, I called it the We're Going to Make Mistakes uh, talk. And, and he was just so authentic at working with our clients and looking them in the eye and saying, hey, you know, we're going to make mistakes. Okay, we're, we're not perfect. But when we do, if you'll give me a chance to make it right, if, if we'll be the first people you contact, then, then we're, trust me, we're going to make it right for you. Okay, we own the the commitment that we've given to you. And, and that really, that really connected with me because I thought, you know, it's not about uh, perfection. It's a, it's about progress. It's about commitment. It's about, um, you, you know, delivering on a promise that we make that's not based on perfection. And then I, and then I kind of took that messaging and, and as I got promoted into leadership uh, positions and I, and I really, studying what it means to be accountable, what it really means to be responsible for the commitments that we, we make to our customers as well as to the organization that we, that we represent, accountability really became a really, really, really strong value for me. Mm -hmm. you know? and, uh, and so the way that I delivered on, on that or the way that I demonstrated or, or taught this to my team is that I never allowed anybody in any of the organizations I led to ever say anything negative about a client. 
And, you know, it was, it was typical that, you know, well, the client didn't do this right. The client's a mess over here. They don't have this right. And I, and I would just not tolerate that kind of talk because I felt like what we were doing was we were shifting the accountability or the responsibility for us back onto our client. And I felt like we're the one who chose to service them. It's our responsibility. I don't care how smart or dumb or how organized or unorganized they are. It's our job to help them be successful. And, and that, that, uh, that value and, 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 and by the way, Catherine, what that did to me was I had to hold myself accountable to that. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's face it. I mean, there's, there's times I'd get, but I'd mark this, that you got to, you can't look at yourself. You got to, what can we do different? How do we better serve them? And it, I think it really, really, really helped me as a, as a young manager, as a young sales leader. And it certainly um, served me over my career. And I believe that, you know, when I've recruited people to come on my team, I recruit people that share that same value. And, uh, and, and as a result, you know, I've built some extremely successful teams and, and through Rise Performance Group, it's helped me serve my clients that I've brought on since I've been working with these clients. And I teach that value. I just believe in it so much. I just believe it makes such a difference. Well, and that's such a great example of the second tenet that you uh, described in how to create this leadership and grow your own leadership, which is to stand for something, stand for something you value, and then act on that. So that's such a great example of that. Listen, Mark, tell us how you got to be the founder of Rise Performance Group. I know you've got a great story about that evolution in your own personal life. Yeah, well, you know, early in my career, I kind of always dreamed or, or I just always knew I'd have my own business. And, and, uh, and, and I was trying some things in my early 20s and, and I was not being very successful. And, and, I'm, and I'm my wife and we got married and I thought, I've got to bring stability to this marriage. So, so, I, took a, so I took a job. And, uh, and, it, and it went really well. My career, my career took off. And, and so I kind of had the uh, golden handcuffs, if you will. And, um, you know, things went, things were, things were going great. And, and so we started having kids and I had this whole plan of how I was going to build my retirement and everything else. And then 08 happened and the, and the markets really turned over. My retirement account, unfortunately, was impacted negatively. And the company I was with, who, by the way, at the time, I just, I think it was one of the best leadership teams uh, that, 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 we, that I probably have blessed enough to work with. We were all on the same page, viewed the customer, we took, we took responsibility, we, uh, everybody, everybody was in it. It, it was, it, I thought this is it, this is, this is great. Well, 08 happened and the, and the company I was with was by a bank the bank needed to raise capital, so they sold us. Mm. And when they sold us, I ended up in an organization that did not share my values, you know, mm. stand for anything. I couldn't get them to put a stake in the ground in terms of what for. And uh, there, there was just a lot going on. And, and Catherine, I just was not, I was not happy. And it was showing up uh, at home, you know, when you're not, when you're not, you know, when you're not living your values, you know, when you're trying to live under somebody else's values that are in alignment with yours, you know, you're in, you're in conflict. And, uh, 
And so I, I happened to be in, in uh, San Francisco on October, uh, it was 5th or 6th, uh, the day that Steve Jobs died in 2011. And they, of course, it was, you know, it was all the news. I mean, that's where Steve was, was from that area. And uh, so it was just over and over again on the radio. And they kept playing this uh, speech that he made at Stanford University in 2005. It was a commencement speech. And in that speech, and, and it's, it's, kind of, uh, it's kind of chilling. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. But for those that know the Apple story, know Steve was battling cancer. You know, he, he didn't know if he was going to make it. Well, we know now that, that he didn't make it. But when he, when he gave that speech, that was weighing heavy on his mind. And, and, he, and he said this, one of the pieces of the speech, he said, you know, you've got to do what you love. He was giving his advice to these, uh, to these college kids. And he said, you've got to do what you love. And he said, every morning I get up and I look at myself in the mirror and I say to myself, if today were my last day, would I want to do what I'm about to do? And he mm -hmm. said, when the answer to that question comes back, no, too many days in a row, he said, I, I know I need to change. And Catherine, there's just something about hear, hearing it in that moment. I literally pulled over on the 101, and I, and I just looked in the mirror of my, my car, and I asked myself that question. And, and the answer came back, you know, no. You, you know, you do not like what you're doing. You're not happy. It's time, and I literally made that decision that that I'm that I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I made mm -hmm. it in that moment, and I uh, I called my wife and and on my way to this next meeting, and I said, look, I, I'm done. I'm I'm going to make a change. I'm going to come back. We're going to put a plan. I'm going to find a business, and uh, we're going to go do something else. And after a little bit of shock and freaking out that we have to <laughs> college, and you know, I had a health program, you know, all health right. insurance and all that. But she got on board and, and supported me, and uh, and we started a company. I told her we started it in December that year, and I and I told her I was going to work part time and ramp it up, and then resign from my job. She, you know, she was so nervous. It was, uh, and I and I don't blame her. But um, long story short, I started it the first of December. I resigned at the end of the year. I just couldn't go another day, and so uh, starting in January, I just jumped in full time and started building my. Uh, coaching, speaking, and in, in training business, and it's it's been uh, it's been life changing. I mean, I my biggest regret is I is I didn't do it earlier, but but you know you know God's got a plan, and and I learned so much through my trials and tribulations that serve me now in in the stories that I use to help other people, uh, you know, be inspired and and find hope in their situations. So I know God had had His hand on me, and there was a plan the whole way, but being selfish. I'm like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Well, but you're saying that with hindsight, you're saying that now because you've, you're successful and you've helped so many people, but at the beginning of that new journey, you have no idea what's in front of you. So the timing was right. The timing was perfect. You had to reach the point, I think, that you were so disgusted with what you were doing and with yourself that you had to change. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the point of decision, isn't it? That, yeah. that moment when you look in the mirror and you say, can I still continue to do this? And if the answer just comes roaring back, no, that's when, it, it, uh, that's when you shift and pivot and find something else. So I commend you for making that, that left turn when you're on the right-hand path. That's, that takes a lot of courage. Yes.
That really, that truly does. So I commend you for that. And I know now, having been to one of your workshops, what an incredible trainer and coach you are. So thank you for making that left-hand turn. Well, you know what's, you know what's, what's funny. I don't know if it's funny, but so I started this company, and and I was really, uh, I really wasn't going to be a, a a coach and trainer. I was going to be a salesperson. I was going to leverage my sales skills and I was going to offer, you know, pre-hire assessments and work with HR and help them get better at, uh, at hiring. And I, and I partnered with a guy that was a leadership coach and he was going to do the leadership side. And he ended up kind of flaking out on me at a client that we were talking to and, and, uh, and I took, I took this partner, Joe, in there to meet with them, and, and, and he left, and she said, Mark, we, we, we're just not comfortable with him. She said, why don't you do it? Mm. And I remember I said, oh, Angela, you know, this isn't what I do. And she's like, come on, you'd be great. We'll restructure the program. And she was so sweet. She pumped me so full of confidence. And, uh, and, I, and I'd been talking to the John Maxwell team and been, you know, I'd been kind of ki- kicking around you know, what my role was going to be because the leadership side of our business was just taken off. And I could clearly see that's where the market was. There was such a demand for it. And, uh, and so I said, and uh, I, I drove, drove home. I was down in Austin and I drove back to Dallas and I uh, called the John Maxwell team and signed up and, and I delivered that program, that first project about, uh, I guess it was about two months later. And I remember when I walked out, I, I called my wife. I said, I've never worked so hard for so little money before in my life, but it was the start of something big. And I just went back in there and delivered that workshop for the fourth time this year. And it's just so exciting that, that they still can, they bring me in every year to do this to do this program for them. And uh, from there, it just, it just exploded. And I, and I just feel like, you know, I didn't see it. You know, I think so many times we, uh, we you, you know, think less of ourselves. You know, we tend to look at ourselves and see all of our faults. Mm-hmm. We tend to look at others and see, and see our perception of all their strengths. And, and it's like we magnify it. We, we see these other people and I thought, oh, I can't be like them. I mean, they're so polished. They're so good. They, I mean, they got this. I mean, look at their website. Look at the stuff they've done. And, and I would just intimidate myself. And, uh, and what I found is, is, you know, I've got a lot of problems. I've got a lot of issues, but clients, I mean, they like those, they, they like the rough spots in, in my career and my, in my failures. Somebody told me early on, they said, they'll, they'll respect you for your accomplishments, but they'll love you for your failures. And, I, mm. and I, that helped me realize that God's gifted me with setbacks and failures and learning experiences so that I can connect and relate with others. You know, it's not about my successes to separate me from others. It's where where do my failures and setbacks and challenges help me connect with others? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry, the dog's barking. I apologize oh, for that, okay. but I love that the, the 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 your failures really define you. Your successes are kind of the wave, but how you handle the failures, that underlying uh, current, how how you approach them, how you uh, react to them really defines how you move forward. That's right. So thank you for that. 
Thank you for that. Um, listen, we are getting toward the end of our show. And okay. um, I wanted to ask you just a couple more questions. I know you have an event coming up in Irving in September. And for those listening who may be able to sign in on the live stream, I was hoping you could explain what that is. Oh, yeah. I, pre I appreciate that opportunity. So it's called Live to Lead. Your listeners can find out more by going to riseperformancegroup.com uh, forward slash live, L-I-V-E, uh, the number two, and then lead, L-E-A-D. But it's a, it's a simulcast. I, as a John Maxwell coach, I get an opportunity to, to bring this to my city. I, I, I pay for it. I, I buy rights to this simulcast. And this year, it's going to be John Maxwell, uh, who, uh, for your listeners, is, was rated by the American Management Association and Inc. Magazine as both as the most influential leader the last two years in a row. He's written, he's written books. He's sold millions of books. But he's also going to have Simon Sinek with him. Simon Sinek is the author of It Starts With Why and Eaters Eat, and Leaders Eat Last, mm -hmm. one of the top five TED Talks of all time. You can go to my website and see his TED Talk. He, he, he's hot right now. I mean, he's just phenomenal. And then it's going to have Dan, we're going to have Dan Cathy, who's the uh, founder of Chick-fil-A, as, as well as one other speaker. But we're going to, it's, it's just a wonderful program. And, and what I do is I donate the simulcast to my cause, which is children. Mm. So I donate to the Irving Schools Foundation. So 100% of the proceeds go to the Irving Schools Foundation. We get the, we do it at one of their schools called the Singley Academy. We have the kids provide a gourmet lunch. And I'll tell your listeners, the lunch that you have at this event will be one of the finest meals you've had. They, they, it's just off the chain how good they are. And we get to recognize and celebrate their leadership ability as young, uh, aspiring students. You know, they're looking to, to, to blaze their trails. And then I do a panel with local leaders uh, after lunch, and then we conclude around 2.30. Uh, around but I, but I promise anybody who comes will leave inspired to leave with us with pages notes of things they can do to advance their careers, advance their businesses, advance their causes, and you'll connect with some of the best and brightest uh, in North Texas at this event. Hmm, that I sounds. Could go, I could go on and on, but I know we've got. Yeah, no, I and I and I would encourage everyone listening to go to riseperformancegroup.com and then look for the live to lead uh, uh, tab because I'm planning on being there in person. And if you can be in Irving, and what date is it, Mark? It's a, oh, good question. October seventh. I'm sorry. Okay, October seventh. October seventh. Yeah, yeah, it's a Friday. And if you can be here in person, that's great. If you can't, is there a way for people to join the live stream? You know, there's not at this time. Okay. But there may be something coming. So if anybody has any interest, go to, go to my website, shoot me or go to your website, Catherine, and shoot you a message. And we'll, we'll find a way to, to get them some value out of this thing. Okay, good. Well, listen, we are out of time. I would like you to leave our listeners, though, with your favorite John Maxwell quote. And I know he has so many, but what pops into your mind when I ask you that question? Well, I think it's everything rises and falls on leadership. It's, it's all, you know, the leadership is the lid on our level of effectiveness. And, it, and if we want to make a bigger impact, we've got to grow 
we've got to grow as leaders and uh, the higher we grow, the bigger impact we can make. And as we become more, we can give more. And uh, so everything rises and falls on leadership. That is my favorite John Maxwell quote. Well, Mark, thank you so much. This was so special. And I learned a lot. Every time I hear you speak, I just, I just absorb everything you say. Oh, Catherine. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be a part of your uh, podcast and uh, I just really value our relationship. And and likewise, I'm learning so much from you. And so it's just a, it's a mutual respect between us, Catherine. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. You just made my day. Um, Everybody, you've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Thank you so much for being here. Leadership is truly one of those aspects of your life and of your uh, perspective that can make such a difference to you and to those around you. So I again thank Mark Fenner for being here. Check his site out at Rise Performance Group, and I hope everyone has a great day. You've been listening to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we learn to dance with our hearts, not our heads. And remember, you're now part of the tribe. Be sure and tell your friends about the magic that happens here. Uh, Heart dancing, it's the only way to live.